Hi, I'm Alicia Terry, and welcome to What's the Word, where we believe your spiritual growth is an important journey that should not be taken alone. The good news is you're not alone. What's the Word comes alongside you to examine a single word taken from the Bible to help you understand both more clearly. With each episode, our goal is to help you strengthen your spiritual growth and development by learning new ways to study and understand what the Bible actually says so you can accurately comprehend the Word of God and be transformed by it. And we do this together, one word at a time. Let's get started. Hi and welcome. I'm Alicia Terry, your host for What's the Word? And the word for this episode is love. My guest today is Annie Weber. Annie is an author known for her bold and uncompromising approach to sharing God's word. She lives with a keen awareness of how the truth of scripture has led her to put her faith in Christ. Annie is a wellness enthusiast, adventure seeker, wife to Brian, and mom to Lucy, Luke, Lily, and Levi. She enjoys beach time, fitness, photography, snorkeling, hosting parties, making people laugh, and exercising her social skills. And you can connect with Annie on our website at astoundingtruths.com. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here chatting with you today. Uh, great. I'm, I'm excited about this one. So the first question I have for you is, why did you choose the word love from the list that was provided? Well, that was, I mean, I got real excited when I saw that list or that list and that word specifically, love. I mean, I always tell my kids, love is the greatest commandment, love God and love others. So um, I, you know, I kind of felt drawn to, you know, discuss how God is the author of real love, you know, I mean, and, and the, you know, like I like the way this podcast was going to go of explain how the world views love and then really the biblical understanding of love. So yeah, I, it was a it was a no brainer for me, and that's why I quickly said, oh, "Give me that one. That's the one I want." Well, I'm glad it was available there for you. Um, so let me just ask, just right off the bat, how do you define love? Oh, good question. Well, I mean, initially, I can say I can answer that. You know, I mean, I was I was a late bloomer to the faith, so I didn't really have a solid biblical understanding till age 28. So years ago. You know, in my fleshy season, I would have defined love as romantic love. You know, I mean, I, I go back, I, the song that comes to mind, I mean, if you were in, and you know this too, if you're a fan of 90s R&B, Mary J. Blige sings a real catchy song that I remember loving in the 90s about real love. So, you know, the kind of love she's singing about is romantic love. So I would have been in that vein too, you know, all the good feelings and the emotions and the, you know, the connection, all that. Um, so that's how I would have defined it. It's never, it's obviously later in life that I've understood the biblical worldview and look at it very different. In studying love, how, what is your process just for studying? You know, do you go to scripture only? Do you do any kind of commentary or anything like that? What, what is your process for, for just studying? I want to say that I go right to the word, but I do, I do love a commentary. Um, there's a couple of commentary Bibles that I own. So I, I, um, I do benefit personally from studying commentaries. Um, I can say I have the R.C. Sproul commentary. I also have the Tony Evans commentary and a combination of a couple others. But those are the ones I primarily use. Mm -hmm. um, 
So for me, you know, to talk about the word love, the first, the scripture that comes to mind is the scripture from 1 Corinthians. Um, and that's Paul writing those words to the church at Corinth. And um, just like Mary J. Blige, you know, he uses, he uses his platform to share some encouraging words about real love. But like I talked about, um, in our society, you know, love is something that happens to us, like falling in love. And that's usually, you know, triggered by feelings and emotions. But when the Bible speaks of love, it functions more like a verb as opposed to a noun. Um, that means biblical love is something that's acted out. And that's what Paul was saying when he wrote this letter to the Corinthians, you know, about how, how to love others in, in, the, in the church of Corinth, which was this region known for their, you know, sinful ways. And, you know, they followed a very pagan culture. So he needed them to understand what what it looks like to demonstrate love to these people. When Paul's writing those words, he's speaking um, about the Greek word agape, which means putting the needs of others before self. And, you know, that's his message to these people. And only by the power of the Holy Spirit are we able to do that, to love others um, in that way, putting the needs before others. Um, so he uses he uses the phrase love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, not irritable, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's a good reminder, um, I think for me, an encouragement, like to, to think, think of myself in, in that verse, you know, using my, my own name is, that's the model for me for how I approach, you know, my parenting, my marriage, everyone that's in, in my world, you know, like that, am I patient? Am I kind? Am I not irritable? Am I not envious? You know, using that, um, which I love that reminder. When I when I look at that verse and say, okay, you know, am I am I like that? Am I modeling that? Like this is my example yes. to model to others in my life, you know, like and, and that again, that's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Does he does he equip me? Um, you know, to step out of my fleshy ways and to love and care for others. So again, I just love that reminder that, you know, those those verses of which we assume are just referring to romantic love are actually not. That's not Paul's intention in that context when he writes those words about love. You know, yeah. the difference. I mean, how many times a day do I use that word? Oh, I love this ice cream. I love, you know, I love this food or I love this, you know, decor, wallpaper, whatever. You know, it's easy to throw that word around. But um, yeah, I like the emphasis, you know, and, and, and again, it's the reminder that, you know, there's two. This is how I, you know, talk with my kids. It's there's two ways you can be. You can be of the world and of God, you know, and like looking at everything differently. You, you begin to see things differently when you look at the world through a biblical lens. So. I mean, again, that came later in life for me, um, but it's really, I think it's important, you know, especially with discipling the next generation, you know, teach them to kind of understand, like, this is the world's grooming and how you're going to be discipled in the world, but there's a biblical view that is going to look very different. Imagine yourself standing before God as He looks deeply into your eyes with such love and compassion as he tells you, you are mine. In just three words, God cancels out every single ounce of rejection, abandonment, or worthlessness that you or I have ever felt. Imagine that. The God of all creation makes it a point to let us know we belong to him, that we are accepted, not rejected. We are not worthless, but have great value in his eyes. Are you loving this content and looking for more? This is just a small excerpt from the book, I Am Who God Says I Am. 
getting to the heart of your identity. Written by Alicia Terry. Head to AboveTheFrayPublishing.com to sign up for the email list and receive the first chapter for free. In the realm of biblical love, would you share a a personal story where that manifested in your life? You know, most recently, um, I've had a little more clarity on my calling. You know, I think I think uh, just like my study of the Bible, I was a late bloomer. You know, I kind of I kind of have a little more um, clarity in my mission. I think God's really equipped me in the last two years to help really understand like what what my purpose is. And um, I mean, I can say the last the last fifteen months have really been devoted. It's been it's been a, an experience where I really feel like it's out of my character. The things I've been able to do, um, but one of them is just getting, getting my book out into the world. And I say that, like, I I don't sound it like say it in a bragging way. I really see it as the Lord's testimony in my life, um, to just give me the, the drive and the desire. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm an extreme extrovert, so it's really hard for me to just sit alone every day. And that's what I did for about eight months is drop my kids off at preschool and come home and work. Um, so in that season, it was saying no to a lot of things, but I really felt like a very clear calling from the Lord. I'm using you as a tool, you know, I'm using your skills to help people draw closer to the Bible. So produce this tool, a thing that will help people to better understand the scriptures and draw people to me. So um, I, I say that really is, I, I kind of feel like in a way the Lord was a ghostwriter. Like, yes, he used me, but he did the work and gave me gave me the desire and the discipline. Um, and a couple other things. I mean, I've been exposed, I'm currently on the island of Guam. So the Lord has really um, been really faithful. It exposed me to some new things. I'm doing prison ministry now. I was in the women's prison yesterday, and that is so fun. I love going. I've been able to just go in and talk about the Bible and help help these women better understand um, and, you know, get them on a more uh, solid faith journey. So things like that. I mean, I think about the experiences I've had here, and they're really unique, and they're different, and they're things that I'm just enjoying and seeing the fruit of of God's testimony in my life. That's really nice. I was on Instagram and somebody had posted a post that, you know how a, a definition of a word looks like you're looking in a dictionary or something. And they had the word love with the pronunciation of it. And the only word they had there was the name of Jesus. I like and it. I was like, yes. That was it. And it just impacted me. So so in my um, researching and, and prepping for this show, I was just being led to, to a variety of different scriptures that I'll, I'll go ahead and share. Of course, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Romans 5, 8. God, but God demonstrates his own love to us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, John 15, 12 and 13, and I'll end with this one, is my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm -hmm. And just that, that Jesus gave it all. God was willing to give up his son. I mean, could we do that? You know, to just, hey, I'm going to go die for a world that doesn't even know me. 
you know, I'm going to give my son for a world that doesn't even know me or acknowledge me. They stray from me from time to time. But I desire to be with them so much, the love that I have for them, that I'm willing to do this. That when you really get your mind halfway around that, that is enough to just, I think, leave a person speechless, just in awe. Mm-hmm. That someone would love you that much. Now, I love this song. It's called Reckless Love by Corey Asber- Asbury, if I'm saying it correctly. Yes. And yeah. I've seen yeah, it in concert. Uh, I love that. There's a, a portion in, in here that just really says how God loves us so much that he will do any and everything to come after us. And so the, the verse says, there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Yes. That blows my mind. I'm glad you brought up that song. I actually also love that song. And it's interesting to me, that song is very um, controversial. If you've Mm -hmm. heard, there is some resistance to that describing using the word reckless, that God's love is reckless. You know, some people don't love that adjective. Um, but I think just like you, if you break down the lyrics, I mean, like I said, hearing that song live was really memorable for me. I think when you break down the real real lyrics and you understand like what, um, you know, just taking a step back and looking at it. I love it. I love it. And I love that he says, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Um, that's a good reminder, like what Jesus did for us. I know. And I'm such a visual person. I just see God coming down tearing up all of hell to get to me. You know, that's what I consider, you know, it's like throwing caution to the wind when it comes to, I'm going to go get my child. I don't care what the devil throws at me. Yeah, it's going to look reckless or whatever, but I know that this is my child and I'm going to go get her. I'm going to go get him, you know, and that, that is the thing I think to concentrate on that, that God would just tear up some stuff to get to us, you know, and it's okay. You know, that's how much he loves us. So he's tearing up the devil's kingdom. That's the way I see it. Is I am who God says I am getting to the heart of your identity worth the read? Yesherika V. Johnson, a licensed professional counselor, thinks so. A life-changing and powerful book. First, this book had me laughing. Second, it moved me to tears. And finally, it challenged me to evaluate the health of my own identity. Alicia does an amazing job of teaching about identity using her own personal life stories, as well as those of the Bible. I highly recommend this book to anyone who feels lost in their identity and needs hope and lasting freedom. If that's you, this book is your answer. I Am Who God Says I Am is available at Amazon and with other notable booksellers. Get a copy today. Yeah. I also like the reminder that he's leaving the 99 to come after me. You know, he's on a mission for me. Um, So that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I agree. I love that song. What would you tell your younger self about love that you know now but didn't know in your earlier days? I'd probably remind myself of God's love for me. I don't know that it, that was really something that was, um, that I had a keen awareness. I probably um, 
would have seen myself different in the dating years. I think the Lord is really sovereign in, um, I think he was always there, even when I wasn't walking closely with him. Um, but someday, like I read a lot of Christian fiction or, you know, even just seeing like the young people at my church and what it looks like to be dating and understanding from a biblical perspective. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, wow, you're 20 years old, but you're really wise beyond your years. You understand, um, you know, God's plan and how this looks differently, you know, and you haven't let the world, um, you know, really. I mean, I, I think I let the world in for a long time. Um, it wasn't until I really started seeking a relationship with the Lord and studying his word that I, you know, allowed the enemy to silence the voice of the world and, you know, really desire a a keen awareness of, you know, the biblical worldview. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I, the Lord's always given me positions of influence. I've always had great friends, but I think, you know, like had I known the biblical understanding earlier in life, I could have been used. And again, God's sovereign in all the details. Now I feel like I, I'm, I'm given that he has given me a platform and a, you know, opportunity to influence people for his kingdom. And that's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's also really an honor to to be an ambassador for Christ and help the young people um, get there. Is there anything else you would like to say? Any parting words? Maybe just this. I'll end with this. You know, I mean, if you're someone that, you know, is feeling the Holy Spirit's call in your life to seek more and develop a relationship with the Lord, I'd say don't do it alone. Um, find a Bible study. Find a mentor. Find someone who can help you um, and equip you and put the tools in place, you know, for me, like everything in life, in my fitness journey, it's not, you know, it's easier when it's group fitness in my, in my walk with the Lord. I mean, I, I was involved in, and still am involved with a ministry called community Bible study, where it was a weekly in-depth Bible study. That is how I know the word well, because I've been, you know, in, uh, accountable to a group, accountable to a class, you know, I'd say, don't go at it alone, you know, find Find a community that will help you um, get there. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's uh, part of the reason for creating this podcast as well. I was just going to add to that, you know, be discerning. I mean, now, 2024, we have access to the Internet. We've got YouTubers. We've got people on the socials. You know, anyone essentially can... um, project and present present the gospel, but I, I will encourage people to be aware that there are false teachers out there. And I think you need Absolutely. to be really discerning about who you let influence you. You know, you don't just pick someone off the internet and say, Oh, I'm going to, you know, listen to this person. Are they always bring it back to the scriptures, always bring it back to the word of God. You know, when someone says, Oh, you know, you know, they read the Bible, go ahead yourself, get the Bible, look at it. You know, Paul talks about this to his audience in the Bible. He refers, he says the word itching ears is the phrase. So when I first read that, I was like, what does he mean? Does he mean he's got, you know, he needs Benadryl? Like, what is really itching? But he's using that phrase to um, remind his audience, like, there are false teachers. There were there were 2,000 years ago, and they're still all today. So, again, really be discerning about, you know, especially in your when you're finding a church, you know, find, find a church that is teaching the Word of God and nothing else. Absolutely. I want to definitely thank you for your time. I'm sure people will be blessed. I have been. Um Importing, uh, how can people follow you or contact you? Um, I have my website, which is astoundingtruths.com. Um, there's a link to my book on there. I'm also on the socials, astounding.truth. 
And there's also a two-minute video trailer of a little more clarity on um, the why behind my book and what, what the book's all about. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Word. If this episode has encouraged or helped you in any way, would you please consider sharing the podcast with those in your circle of influence? I appreciate your support. Well, that's it for now. I'm Alicia Terry, and this is What's the Word. Until next time, thank you for listening.